to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited to chat with you today. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, you might notice that I maybe sound a little stuffed up, a little different. I have a little cold cough that I am currently navigating through, so I'm going to do my best to make it through this podcast episode without having a cough attack. If at any point I pause to take a sip of water or it feels like there's an abrupt stop in the podcast, editing or whatever, it's because I needed to take a second, but we are going to keep it moving and we're going to do our best, okay? Because you know I'm showing up for you twice a week, no matter what. So what we are talking about today is alcohol consumption. So if you are someone who is prepping your body for pregnancy, whether you're getting pregnant or wanting to get pregnant in six months or less, or you have been trying to conceive, it's really time to look at your alcohol consumption. And I know this is probably not going to be what some of you want to hear, but I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what is going to actually support you in getting where you desire going. And if you want the best possible outcome when it comes to naturally conceiving and having a safe and thriving pregnancy, greatly reducing or honestly preferably removing alcohol four to six months before trying is a must. And if you're like, Crin, I'm already trying or, or I'm trying in less than that and I haven't done that start starting now is better than never starting right so that is what we are going to be talking about today I'm going to be talking to you about three ways that alcohol really affects your fertility I could go on and on and on about this but I'm just going to keep it to three so it's not so overwhelming and so I don't completely just have a complete cough attack all over you okay so number one on a basic level Alcohol, of course, affects your liver. I mean, right? Like we all we all know that at this point. Alcohol puts a burden on your liver, so it can't properly process excess hormones out because it's your liver's job to process and metabolize excess hormones, any toxins that we come in contact with, whether that's from products or environmental toxins or household cleaning products, whatever it is. It also processes and metabolizes metabolic waste that we just have on a daily basis. And like I said, excess hormones. Your liver also processes and metabolizes alcohol. If your liver is always, not if, your liver is always going to process out what's most life-threatening first. So most of the time, the excess hormones, mainly when I say excess hormones, I mean excess estrogen, gets put on the back burner because the environmental toxins, toxins from products and just literally walking in around your town or your city or whatever it is and alcohol and metabolic waste, all these things are more life-threatening. So it prioritizes that first. This can lead to excess estrogen and estrogen recirculating back 
into the body, causing you to also have too much estrogen in relation to your progesterone, which on a symptomatic level can look like irregular or heavy periods, PMS, water retention, breast swelling and tenderness, headaches, migraines, uh, fibrocystic breast changes, weight gain, mood swings, hair loss, painful periods, and obviously fertility struggles, right? So from a fertility perspective, progesterone is the hormone that's needed to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. That is the hormone that's going to double and continuously increase when you do get pregnant to hold onto the uterine lining because that's the job that it does. Estrogen builds up that uterine lining and progesterone will hold onto it. Okay. Like that's its job is to literally hold onto it. That's when, when you get pregnant, that's exactly what its job is. So If we are burdening our liver with alcohol, and again, you could be like, oh, but I don't have it that often. Like maybe I have it like once a week or like two drinks every weekend or, you know, a couple times a month or whatever. It's not, you know, when people say like, oh, but I don't, it's not that often. The thing is that it adds up and even one drink can increase your estrogen by like 10%. So if you're someone who is really trying to actively pursue getting pregnant, you're in the process of it, you have been struggling, the couple drinks a week, even though it doesn't seem like a lot to you, it is negatively impacting you. So we're going to talk about that at the end, but I just want to start off with this because maybe you're like, oh, it's not that often. Like It matters even if it's not that often, okay? So I just want to start with that, but we're going to talk more about that at the end. So anyway... From a fertility perspective, if you are having more, if you, if, if your liver is more overburdened because of all the things that are going on on a daily basis, plus alcohol, the estrogen is going to recirculate back into your system. It's going to cause excess estrogen in relation to your progesterone levels, and it's going to mess up that hormonal imbalance. Okay. And that is going to affect your fertility. Again, we need progesterone in order to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. And it's not that alcohol directly lowers your progesterone levels, but again, it increases increases that estrogen level, and that is going to cause imbalances that can then lead to lower progesterone levels, okay? Because everything is all connected, like I always say. So that is number one. Now, number two is alcohol negatively impacts your blood sugar. And if you've been here for a hot minute, you know that dysregulated blood sugar is one of the major root causes of all hormonal imbalances. This is the number one first module in the Mind Your Hormones method because of how freaking important it is to balance out your blood sugar, not only for your fertility, but for your period, for your energy, for your weight maintenance, for your moods, for your overall health and wellness literally for everything. So alcohol is it negatively impacting your blood sugar, which is going to have a direct effect on your period and on your fertility. So since alcohol puts a burden on your liver, like we just talked about, it also negatively affects your blood sugar because our liver plays a primary role in the regulation of glucose in the body. And dysregulated blood sugar is a major root cause of hormonal imbalances and can disrupt ovulation. And obviously, if something is going to disrupt ovulation, that's going to affect your fertility, meaning that when your blood sugar is dysregulated because your liver, again, could be overburdened by the alcohol consumption and then having to process out any other chemicals or metabolic waste or hormones or whatever it is, the primary role is the regulation of glucose. If it's unable to regulate that glucose, then your blood sugar is going to become dysregulated. And when that happens, it can either 
delay your ovulation so that your fertile window now is going to be different, which if you know how to track your fertile window, that's not a big deal. I have a full training on it. I'll put that link in the show notes for you if you're interested in learning more about that. But it can also just turn off your ovulation. And obviously you need to ovulate in order to get pregnant. So we really want to make sure that that is there. And on top of that, if your ovulation is delayed or it's turned off, it's going to affect your progesterone levels. And again, progesterone is needed to hold on to and nourish a pregnancy. So we want to make sure that we're ovulating regularly so that we can produce regular progesterone levels because ovulation is what produces progesterone. So you see, it's all connected, okay? So the bottom line is that the more alcohol you consume, the more menstrual irregularities you can experience. And your cycle operates in specific harmony of fluctuating hormones that are all connected. They are all connected. So when alcohol comes in and makes changes to any of those levels, cycle and ovulation irregularity is going to be a result. It is the direct result of that. Okay. So that is how it affects your blood sugar and how obviously your blood sugar affects your hormones, your cycle, all of it. And some signs of dysregulated blood sugar, if you're unaware of this and maybe you're new to the podcast, is definitely an irregular period. Cravings, 3 p.m. slump, inability to lose weight or maintain a healthy weight, um, migraines, PMS symptoms that could look like um, mood swings or breast tenderness or anything like that, um, hangry in between meals, shakiness in between meals, things like that. Those are some like classic blood sugar dysregulation symptoms, okay? All right. And then the last one that we're going to talk about is that alcohol depletes you of nutrients. So Alcohol specifically will deplete you of key nutrients, specifically B vitamins and magnesium, that are required for your hormones and for your ovulation to function properly and optimally. And when magnesium is low, inflammatory prostaglandins, uh, prostaglandins are hormone-like substances that can cause cramping. We have, um, we have anti-inflammatory prostaglandins and we have inflammatory prostaglandins. We actually have our, our, have the ability to have more anti-inflammatory prostaglandins than inflammatory ones. But a lot of times this ratio gets, um, flipped upside down and we have more inflammatory prostaglandins, which will cause painful periods and cramping. When magnesium is low in your body, it's going to increase those inflammatory prostaglandins, which is going to increase cramping. Magnesium is also the mineral that supports our stress response. Um, More stress equals more interrupted or turned off ovulation. Stress is one of the major things that affects fertility because it affects your ovulation. Um, Plus, when you have more cortisol from stress, because of course cortisol is uh, one of your stress hormones, Hormones, that equals less progesterone. Why? Because when your body has to continuously produce more cortisol, it uses your progesterone levels to produce more cortisol. So if your body is chronically stressed out from whether that's from nutrient deficiencies, whether that's from overexercising, undereating, um, overeating, underexercising, lack of sleep, stress from traffic or a fight with a partner or emotional trauma, like whatever it is, it's going to 
produce more cortisol and it's using that progesterone to produce more cortisol. So that means the more cortisol that you are producing on a daily basis, the less progesterone you have. The less progesterone you have, the less likely you're able to conceive and hold on to that pregnancy because progesterone is needed to hold on to and nourish the pregnancy. It is keeping that uterine lining intact, okay? Magnesium also supports blood sugar regulation, again, which we talked about is key for happy hormones. That's what we just talked about in number two, okay? Um, from a B vitamin standpoint, because it specifically depletes you of B vitamins and magnesium, B vitamins are essential for your mitochondria. Your mitochondria are the energy centers of your cell. They are, your mitochondria is what like, it's it's the energy of your body and, and energy that like travels throughout your body to do everything that it needs to do. B vitamins also support progesterone. If you have low B vitamins, you're going to have low progesterone uh, levels. It helps your stress response. It helps the production of certain hormones. B vitamins also prevent neural tube defects such as spina bifida in pregnancy. So it's extremely, extremely important, especially because in the first trimester, when you're pregnant, the baby gets the majority of your nutrients from your nutrient stores, um, which is good news because a lot of people in their first trimester will be, you know, throwing up or super nauseous and not able to eat a lot. I'm super so grateful that I did not have any of that. I definitely had some food aversions and like wasn't eating as much as I normally do, um, which that still has kind of been the case where I just don't eat as big portions, um, which I'm going to talk all about that in another episode. But anyway, um, a lot of women do experience that and they'll like freak out like, oh my God, the baby's not going to get any nutrients. But the, the the great thing is that in the first trimester, the baby is getting the majority of their nutrients from your nutrient stores. So nutrient density is essential, not only to actually get pregnant, but to support that pregnancy. And if you are consuming alcohol, you're depleting yourself of those nutrients. And if you're like, Krim, but I'm taking supplements. Okay. Yes. Amazing. You're taking supplements, but it's just kind of like, it's like wiping it out. It's like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're just putting them in, taking them out, putting them in, taking them out. And obviously all the other aspects that we talked about where it affects your liver and your blood sugar and all the things. Okay. So like I said, I could go on and on and on and on and on about this. But what I really want to talk to you about is that some people might view this as restrictive or unnecessary. Like there are a lot of people in the health and wellness space, whether it's about fertility or not, where it's like, you don't have to restrict anything. You can eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want and everything's going to be perfect. And I understand where some of that comes from, where, you know, you shouldn't fear food and it comes from a, a place of, you know, body image and not wanting to perpetuate any food disorders or anything like that, which I 100% understand that. But the, the at the end of the day, when we are talking about your fertility, there simply are things that if you're consuming them, it's going to negatively impact you, period. So some people might view this as restrictive or unnecessary, but I love you enough to tell you the truth about what's going to best support you on your conception and your pregnancy journey. And this is one of them. So cutting out alcohol four to six months before you start trying or while you're trying, I mean, or greatly reducing it. But honestly, if I'm like being honest, I would just prefer it could be completely cut out if you really want to see those results, especially those of you who like me have PCOS or any reproductive disorder. It's even more important for you to not be consuming alcohol for so many reasons. I'm just going to give you two basic ones. For PCOS, our livers are just 
naturally less high functioning than people who don't have PCOS. So we already have a tough time navigating our liver and adding alcohol to it is just really putting a lot of fuel onto the fire. So that's like just one aspect of it. Also, again, with the nutrient depletion and it causing more inflammatory prostaglandins, especially if you have endometriosis, that's an inflammatory disorder. We don't want to add more fuel to that fire. Like there's so many different layers to it, but especially if you are someone who has an, a reproductive disorder, or if you have been trying to conceive for a while and you have not been successful and you haven't already done this, highly, 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 highly recommend it. I mean, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? Like why not try it? it it's, it just, I, and I, and I know that there is a lot of, um, personal pressure and friend pressure and peer pressure and things that go into it. But at the end of the day, you're the one waking up in your body. You're the one with the results that you have and the results that you want to get. So people can sit there and say all that they want, but until they wake up in your body, they don't get a say in it. And I talk about this all the time because I've been someone that has not really consumed alcohol in years. I mean, like very, maybe three times a year tops, four times a year, maybe this year because it was my wedding and then I went on a honeymoon. So I had like one drink on the honeymoon or something like literally so random. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so much better. Like that's not what this is about. This is just because uh, first of all, I drank enough during college for my entire existence on this planet. Just going to be honest with you. Um, and I just realized I fail. I felt horrible after drinking, even if it was just one drink and I was noticing like a lot of changes in my period and my moods and just my body, even just after having one drink. So I was like, why am I actually drinking right now? Like, because I actually don't even like it. I feel like it's just a crutch, a, a social crutch. Um, so I feel like I have something in my hand or I feel like I loosen up a little bit, especially when I was like, you know, dating and stuff like that or out with friends who were drinking. Like, and at the end of the day, the reason why I was doing it wasn't because I actually wanted to do it. It was because I didn't want to have to deal with what other people were going to say about it. And it made me feel more comfortable. And when you dive deeper into that, it's like, that is the dumbest reason to continue doing something that you don't actually want to do, especially when it's negatively impacting your fertility, especially if like your main goal right now is to get pregnant. So if you have the luxury of preparing for pregnancy and creating the best possible environment for baby to grow and thrive in, because that is a privilege, not everybody has that privilege of prepping for pregnancy. Some people, not even from a privilege standpoint, some people just get pregnant and, and that, that it is what it is. And I'm not saying that's bad or anything like that. Like people get pregnant out of nowhere and have an amazing pregnancy. But if you have the luxury of prepping for pregnancy and, and preparing this amazing environment, and for, to grow and thrive and as well as making your chances of conceiving quicker and more effective, taking a look at your alcohol, alcohol consumption is a crucial step that I really, really, really want you to take a look at. So that is what I'm going to leave you with today. Your action step is to just start noticing. Like, how often do you drink? Is it something that you actually want to do? Is it something that you can reduce, start, just start reducing and then maybe eventually cut it off? Can you replace it with something else? If there is an emotional tie to it, maybe look into that. If there's a peer pressure side to it, look into that. If there's conversations you have to have with people, that are close to you to let them know that like, hey, I'm actually just like really not going to be drinking because I'm working on my fertility. It's really, really important to me. So like, I'm cool. It's totally fine if you drink. I have no problem at all. But if you see me not drinking, like I just wanted to give you a heads up so you don't have to ask me a million times about it. Like this is just stuff that needs to be, you know, talked about. 
And I hope that this, you know, helps you give you permission that you, that I'm not the one that needs to give you permission, but gives you permission to do something that's good for you, regardless of what other people around you might be doing, especially if you're listening to this in real time and it's around the holidays and maybe you are, your family drinks a lot during the holidays or you drink a lot during the holidays usually or whatever. Again, no right or wrong, but if you are someone who's working on your fertility, this is something that's really important to take a look at. So just start having those conversations, just start making a game plan of, okay, what can I do instead? Can I just have a seltzer with lime and still have something in my hand? Can I just have tea or something like still have that as kind of like a barrier of something you're holding on to? And again, remember, you are the one that's waking up in your body and you have to be happy with the decisions that you're making. And it does not matter if people get it or not. It really, really, truly doesn't at the end of the day. So that is that. But before I let you go, first of all, I'm so proud of myself for not having a cough attack. Let's freaking go. Secondly, I have to make sure that you know about this because I'm like the level of excitement I have is just literally off the charts. But I am running a new program. It's a super, super intimate high-level, one-on-one coaching aspect with me, intimate eight-person program. Only eight people. I will not go above that, depending on when you're listening to this. It's going to depend on how many spots are left in this program or if there are any spots left, but I want to make sure you know about it. So it's called Activate Your Fertility, and this is actually a program that I created a year ago, and I started talking about it, I think, in February of this year, and then I just stopped out of nowhere because I was like, something feels off. It doesn't feel right. And I know exactly why now. I I was not fully ready to hold the capacity and the the like great responsibility that this program actually is until now. Of course, I've already helped so many women who have PCOS, who have endometriosis, who don't have any reproductive disorder get pregnant. But now that I've also done it in my own body using my method, it's just made me even that more confident and that more passionate about helping other people activate their fertility for a safe and healthy pregnancy. So so activate your fertility. The name of the program is this is the program where I'm, I'm literally I'm leading you. I'm teaching you. I'm mentoring you on exactly how to improve you and your partner's fertility to set you up for the best possible pregnancy outcomes and to prepare your body and your mind because you know that shit is connected for a healthy thriving pregnancy. Okay. So this is for the person who maybe you have PCOS or endometriosis and you have been trying to conceive and you haven't been successful yet. Maybe you don't have a reproductive disorder, but you've been trying for four or more months and you haven't you know, conceived yet. Maybe you are, you haven't started trying yet, but you're going to in the next like three to six months and you really know the importance of prepping your body and you want to make sure that you and your partner prep your bodies as best as possible so you can increase your chances of getting pregnant more quickly and more effectively. Maybe you're someone who you feel like you've tried literally everything, but you know there are pieces to the puzzle that you just don't know of that are missing and you want to work with someone who's going to help put those pieces together. Maybe you're someone who feels feels like IVF is your next, you know, step and you really don't want to go that route yet without at least prepping your body first or trying something else first. This is who this program is for, okay? And because this is such an intimate personalized program where I'm going to know your situation inside and out, which is why it's only for 8 people. 
because I want to make sure I know exactly what's going on with you, exactly what's going on with your partner, how I can specifically curate things to you. I need to make sure that the eight women who join this program are the absolute perfect fit. So if you're interested in being one of these eight people in the program, I'm going to put an application below. There's going to be more details there, but I'm trying to save my voice. Um, so all the details of what's included, what it looks like, all of that is going to be in that link below where you can apply. Um, and if you have any questions, just DM me or email me, you know where to find me, but I am so excited to see who I get to just like walk side by side and really help you activate your fertility to the highest level so that you can have a thriving pregnancy because it is possible for you. And I just need you to know that if you haven't yet gotten the outcome you want, it's because there's something that is missing. There's something that you haven't done yet or that your partner hasn't done yet that is not allowing all the pieces to click. And Activate Your Fertility is going to put all those puzzle pieces together for you with seven other women so that you are in community, small community though, because I don't want it to be massive like I I am putting a lot of my time and energy into this. I need to make sure I know exactly what's going on with all of you because I don't take this lightly. So you're going to be going through this with other people who maybe have also been struggling or maybe are prepping too. Like, oh, it's gonna be so amazing. I'm so excited. The link will be in the show notes to apply. Again, I don't know how many spots are left depending on when you're listening to this, but of course I will reach out to you and let you know if you are accepted in, if there are spots available. I'm so grateful for you. If this episode resonated with you or it hit home with you, I would love for you to share it with a friend or share it on social media or just message me and let me know what you think about it. I hope that if you are someone who this is going to be a perfect fit for this program that you apply and I literally can't wait to possibly see you inside, but I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.